Montana. And I'm Samantha. And you're listening to Reaper Tales. Pirate Tales. <laughs> <laughs> Today, I'm going to tell you about uh, John Rackham, or better known as Calico Jack. But before we get started, Sam, what are we drinking? We are drinking a drink, oddly enough, named after our lovely pirate we're talking about, apparently, called called Calico Jack. So... Easy peasy, easy to find. It's going to be two ounces light rum, a half ounce overproof rum, a half ounce passion fruit liqueur, one ounce pineapple juice, 0.75 ounces lime juice, and a half an ounce of coconut syrup. And you're just going to shake all that up with some crushed ice, pour it into a, a fun glass, and enjoy. Garnish however you like. Perfect pirate drink. Rum, pineapple, coconut. What could go wrong? Arg, matey. I regret saying that. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, um, for those of you who wouldn't be aware because we hadn't started yet right before we started, which is why we were basically laughing when we were trying to do our intro, she had to be funny and, and make a little quip right before she hit the start button. And then I had to try to keep a straight face. Well, I almost named this episode uh, Ahoy, matey. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Any excuse to be corny. I, I know. I know. <laughs> what's, what's so funny is like I'm getting, uh, I'm putting together a pirate outfit with like the kind of like the authentic stuff. So the first thing I'm getting is the hat. Of course. I'm like stuck between two different ones. And they, like they're real good quality hats. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Well, I'm excited for you. Whatever brings, whatever delivers serotonin to you at this time, I appreciate it. I know. I don't, I don't produce enough of it anyway. Oh, that's dopamine. That too. Okay. <laughs> that too. So whatever little joys I can get. I, I want to go to the uh, Renaissance Fair next year as a mm-hmm. pirate. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which my husband's not too excited about. He wants us to go as Vikings. And I said, absolutely not. I want to go as a pirate. And he's like, well, are you going to have like a dress? And I was like, no, pirates wear pants. Duh. Doy. Everybody knows that. Anyways, let's talk about Calico Jack. Please. He's he's an interesting character. Yeah. Well, what a relief. We'll have an interesting episode. I, I know. It's it, his his like history and stuff is going to be a, a different than uh, Edward Teach. Okay. Edward Teach was, by all accounts, pretty successful as a pirate. Well, this guy wasn't successful as a pirate. <laughs> no, anything you look up, like within the first paragraph, it 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 says Calico Jack, uh, not very well known for being a successful pirate. <laughs> you have heard of me. <laughs> well, and there's a reason why we've heard of him. Uh, there, there's a couple of things that he did that are very memorable and we'll, we'll cover that at the end, but, uh, they're kind of throughout too. But yeah, by all accounts, our poor guy, he really tried, but he gave it his all. He was not very good at it though. So, but just like Edward teach Blackbeard, what have you, there isn't like much known about John Rackham's like early life. What we do know is that he was probably born in England 
on December 26, 1682? Probably. And I only say probably because, like, in one book it says that he was born there. But then if you look on Wikipedia, there's there's no, like, born information. Because, you know, when you look somebody up on Wikipedia, it says born this day, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, is that true? We don't know. It's believed that he moved with his family in the early 18th century from England to the New World, quote unquote, the New World. But we don't know who his family is and we don't know if that is factual. He would have been early 18th century. He would have been like an adult at this point. Okay. The first records of him are in, are as a quartermaster. I love that every time you say R, you hold out that R. <laughs> and I know you're not doing it on purpose, but it's just so funny. It's because I, I write it wrong. Like I write my uh, adjectives or whatever wrong and I'll put it as is, but I mean R. Don't know how I do that. If there's a doctor out there, help me. Good luck. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So the first records of him are as quartermaster on Charles Vane's Brigantine Ranger in 1718. And at this point, he would have been decently old if he was born in 1682. For a pirate, at least. Well, in that time period, too. I mean, Yeah. So again, I don't know if that 1682 is true. I mean, maybe. Who knows? There's no way to know. Operating out of New Providence Island in the Bahamas, which was a notorious base for pirates known as the, quote, Pirate's Republic. Vane and his crew robbed several ships outside of New York City, then encountered a large French man of war, a very large ship. The ship was at least twice as large as Vane's brigantine, and it immediately pursued them. Vane commanded a retreat from battle, claiming caution on his as his reason. But Jack, or our guy Jack, was not a fan of this idea. He basically called Vane a pussy and wanted to fight the man of war because it would have plenty of riches. Also, that's my conjecture. I don't know if he actually called him a pussy or not, but like, I, I can believe it. Fair enough. I feel like that's a direct quote. Probably. I mean, they, they were really good about writing down direct quotes back then. He wanted the larger ship and the spoils they would get from it. Of the 90-ish men aboard the ship, only 15 supported Vane in his decision to retreat. Vane declared that the captain's decision is considered final, and despite the overwhelming support for John Rackham's cry to fight, they fled the man of war. On November 24, 1718, I'm just going to call him Calico, Calico Jack called a vote in which the men branded Vane a coward, pussy, and removed him from the captaincy, making Calico Jack the next captain. Mutiny. Calico Jack didn't like, he didn't like kick him off the boat or, I mean, he did kick him off the boat, but uh, he, he gave him a little boat and gave him plenty of supplies and sent him on his way. He was like, here you go. You're a pussy, but uh, I'm not an asshole. So see you later, alligator. Direct quote. I'm sure. Uh, here's the thing. By all accounts, this is where I get into it. This, this is you as a pirate. Probably. I have a feeling that's where we're going with this, but okay, keep going. This would have been me, like, honestly, but yeah. Anyways, by all accounts, Jack Rackham was not a successful pirate, as we mentioned previously. So I'm going to cover a little bit of his uh, blunders, plunders, all of that stuff, but we're mostly going to talk about what he's well known for in his capture. I thought we already covered that. He was known for 
not being a good parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two other things he's well known for, too. <laughs> In 1719, Calico sailed into Nassau in the Bahamas, taking advantage of a general amnesty for pirates to obtain a royal pardon and and commission from Governor Woods Rogers. Wasn't that, is that the same one that you covered in the previous one? Okay. Yep, sure is. Rogers had been, because you got to remember, these were like, these were the settlements. There Mm -hmm. There weren't a lot of like higher up people. Rogers had sent Rogers had been sent to the Bahamas to address the problem of pirates in the Caribbean who had started to attack and steal from British ships. Oh, no. Can't have that. Not the British. Darn. They deserved it. In December, he captured the merchant ship Kingston. The Kingston had a rich cargo and promised to be a big score for Calico and his crew. Unfortunately for him... The Kingston had been taken within sight of Port Royal, where outraged merchants outfitted bounty hunters to go after him. They caught up with him in February nineteen or nineteen, in February seventeen nineteen, while his ship and the Kingston were anchored at Isle de los Pinos of Cuba. Calico and most of his men were on shore at the time, escaping capture by hiding in the woods. But their ship enriched trophy. We're taken away. He's like (laughs) hiding behind a tree in the woods. (laughs) Calico and his men were at a town in Cuba refitting their small sloop when a Spanish warship charged with patrolling the Cuban coast entered the harbor, along with a small English sloop, say that 10 times fast, No thanks. which they had captured. The Spanish warship saw the pirates but could not get at them at low tide. Because if you remember, like a lot of the like, pirate area they would take the smaller sloops in because none of those like battleships could follow them yeah yeah so they anchored in the harbor entrance to wait for morning that night calico and his men rode over to the captured english sloop and overpowered the spanish guards there as dawn broke the warship began blasting calico calico's old ship now empty as Calico and his men silently sailed past them in their new ship. Nice. So that was one thing he did actually do pretty well. One thing. Calico and his men made their way back to Nassau, where they appeared before Governor Rogers and asked for the royal pardon. They claimed that Vane had forced them to become pirates. Rogers hated Vane. Rogers doesn't like a lot of people um, from what I remember. Seems like it. But he hated Vane and chose to believe Calico and his crew, granting them the pardon and allowing them to stay. Their time as honest men, however, did not last long. I'm sensing a theme here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just easier to be a pirate. Actually, it's pretty hard. Uh, Calico wasn't good at it, if you remember. Fair. Our pirate daddy. What the fuck? Are you serious? So Calico, (laughs) he's an honest man living his life in port, but uh, he finds himself a lady. And not just any lady either. This lady's name was Anne Bonney. And she was married to a sailor named James Bonney, who was employed by Governor Rogers. James learned about the affair and brought Anne to Governor Rogers, who ordered her whipped on charges of adultery. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Here's the thing, like, I didn't know uh, that you could do. Calico Jack offered to buy Anne in a, quote, divorce by purchase. I mean, like, we were really big at buying people back then anyway, so. It's true. I guess. And women were basically property, so. It was very true. 
Uh, anyways, he he offered to buy her uh, because he liked her, but her husband refused the offer. That didn't stop him, though. Anne fled with Calico to Nassau. The couple and their crew escaped to sea together, avoiding their, uh, avoiding their pardons by stealing a sloop belonging to John Hamm. There they go again. We're pirates again. Here we go again. They sailed the Caribbean for two months, taking over other pirate ships. Calico would often invite the crew of the ships that he attacked to join his own, which ended up like really boosting his crew's numbers over the years. Anne became pregnant and went home to Cuba to have the child. I can understand that. I don't think I would want to be pregnant on a ship either. No, no, definitely not. Especially if you have like morning sickness. Could you imagine? Oh mm-hmm. my God. You're just spewing all over the place. And I highly doubt anybody was very sympathetic on that ship either. Oh, probably not. Oh, definitely not. They're pirates. Come on. Calico is so well known today for two simple reasons. And they're not so simple. Sort of. The first is that he was the first pirate in history to allow women on his crew. Okay. And one of the few. And Bonnie and later Mary Reed joined the crew. So even though like Calico and Anne Bonnie were a couple, she was a part of the crew. Like the pirates accepted her as part of the crew. She worked. A member. Yeah. And I don't know if this this part is true. So some of this, I don't know if it's true or not. Because uh, there's conflicting stories on it. But uh, they met Mary Reed while in Cuba. And in some places, it said that the three were like a throuple. So like they were all together. Why not? Uh, yeah, I'd be down. I don't know if this is true or not, but it does mention it in a lot of places that they were all together. But then in some places, it doesn't even it doesn't even like talk about Mary Reed like at all. So your guess is like as good as mine. That all depends on who's doing the reporting, as we've discovered (laughs) for the last over a year of doing research. Yeah. In some places, it also said that Mary Reed was actually hidden among the crew and disguised as a man. So I don't know which account is right. Like if they discovered her like dressing as a man among the crew or if they like found her in Cuba. But I mean, she was a part of the crew. So uh, use your imagination. Pick which one you like the best. And we'll go with Basically. That. I mean, it's not like you can prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Once Anne Bonnie had the baby, they set out again to continue pirate stuff. Wait, but did the baby join them or she dump them off at grandma and grandpa's? I have no idea. Maybe it was a part of the crew. Swab the poop deck, baby. I kind of questioned that too, uh, what she did with her baby. But um, I guess it wasn't important. I mean, on the one hand, I can see that babies probably weren't really important. However, on the other hand, they were important at that point because you wanted to have as many as you could because you needed backups because they might not live to be adults. But maybe it wasn't important to them. I don't know. That's true. I don't know. I also don't know if she actually had the baby uh, while in Cuba. They may have just left. So. Oh. (laughs) Again, use your imagination. She could have still been pregnant. So the two women are now a part of... The crew, but soon after this, Governor Rogers declared John Rackham, Calico, and his entire crew pirates and issued a warrant for them. Pirate hunter Jonathan Barnett began his search for the crew. And in October of 1720, at Bry Harbor Bay in Jamaica, Barnett's sloop attacked Calico's and captured him. He was then sent to Spanish Town, Jamaica where he was tried, convicted, and sentenced to hang. 
Some places say that in the attack that led to the capture, that Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed were actually leading the fight. And like Calico was kind of whimpering, I don't know, hiding something. Uh, hiding behind a tree. Yeah, <laughs> something, something along those lines. Like he wasn't really involved in that kind of stuff. Captain John Calico Jack Rackham was executed uh, November 18th, 1720 in Port Royal. He was hanged, gibbeted, and put on display on a small island today known as Rackham's Cay near the entrance of the harbor of Port Royal to serve as an example to all pirates on the Caribbean waters. Captain Charles Johnson recorded in his book a general history of robberies and murders of the most notorious pirates, a very famous comment that Anne Bonnie said about Rackham or about Calico. This was after they had been captured. Quote, if he had fought like a man, he need not have been hanged like a dog. Unquote. Ouch. Yeah, she was uh, not happy with him. Doesn't sound like it. Sounds like she basically thought of him the way he thought of his previous captain. Yeah. And it's so weird to me that like he got captured like this because he wanted to take on like a huge ship. And that's why Vane got kicked out. So like, what? Well, well, What'd you doing, my guy? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. But whatever. The male members of his crew were all hanged to death, but Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed were held in prison for several weeks. They had both claimed to be pregnant at their sentencing and were being held to verify the claims. And that's why I say I don't know if she actually had her baby. Hmm. Like what? Or if she was like pregnant again. Okay. Or even if she was pregnant. Sure. Don't know. Did they have pregnancy tests back then? I don't think so. Okay. I just want to make sure. Well, I didn't know when cameras were made. So. <laughs> That's true. This is fair. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no telling what I don't know. Mary Reed uh, died in her cell in April 1721 from what is believed to be a fever related to childbirth. But we don't know for sure. There's nothing we know. For sure. Well, I mean, they don't know much about our uteruses now, so I can only imagine that if she had died after she claimed to be pregnant, it would have had to have been the uterus's fault. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. Obviously. That thing wanders around all the time. That's actually a thing. A wandering uterus? It truly is. Uh, Kelsey says in 1927, the A to Z test... Became the first test to determine a woman's pregnancy. So, so definitely no. Yeah, definitely not. I wonder if they had any like a uh, witchery. I could tell. Like if you pee on a leaf and it it floats in the air, like you're definitely pregnant, or on drugs, or both. No one really knows what happened to Anne Bonnie though. Reports about her stop after she's imprisoned. Some believe she was released and lived a peaceful, normal life. But honestly, I don't know if that would even be probable. I don't know how it would be possible after having a life like that to just kind of quietly fade away. Yeah. Did, would anybody on that island or whatever even trust her at that point? I mean, probably not. Unless she was a hottie. I guess. I mean, a lot of people can overlook a lot of this things is true. when somebody is very fair. attractive. So, I mean... I can too. Kristen Stewart's bad acting aside. She's hot. Let's go. Fair. That's very fair. She's better. She's better at acting now. But Twilight, oh my. That was not good. 
Okay, so I said he's known for two things. The first being like lady pirates. Oh, I assumed ADHD kicked in and you forgot to go back to the second one, but that's fine. Cool. Let's go. But the second is a little iffy. So do you know what the Jolly Roger pirate flag is? Yes. Okay. For those who don't know, it's the it's the skull with cross swords on a black. It's like white with a black background. Some depict it as like a skull and crossbones. It's like synonymous with piracy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's believed that Calico Jack identify. It's the way to identify. Yeah. It's believed that Calico Jack was the inventor of the Jolly Roger design. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, and I just want to say that I think the best pirate flag I have ever seen was on One Piece. I know, right? It's amazing. All of them are. Like, that is such a good pirate flag. <laughs> like, all of them, all of them are pretty good. But yeah, I agree. Here's the thing. This guy does not strike me as the smartest person in the room. So if he developed or, or came up with this, it was by pure accident. Yeah. I mean, I would I would agree. He he definitely doesn't seem like a very bright dude. Sorry, my guy. That's assuming he didn't just straight up take credit for something that he didn't do. Somebody else did. True. Well, and I don't think because some some accounts say that like when he was in port for uh, his trial and to be hung, uh, his ship had a um, a med- like a medallion, like a white medallion flag. So it wasn't even like. It wasn't that flag that he had on his ship at the time that he was captured or whatever. So I don't think that he would have designed that and then not put it up. No, I'd be proud of it. Making sure everybody saw it. Yeah. And the flag really didn't start showing up until like the late 1800s, early 1900s. So not 100 years Hey, but, you know, a lot of artists didn't get appreciated until after their death. So that's true. So you also in our episode on Edward Teach, you mentioned that he sounded like Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. But it's actually believed that Jack Sparrow is based on Calico Jack. Well, yeah. Now that I've heard this, because it's like everybody always says you're the worst pirate I I've ever known or something. He's like, but you have heard of me. The worst I've ever heard of. And he goes, but you have heard of me. As I was thinking when from the very beginning of this, because that would have to be his response. They'd be like, God, you're the worst pirate. He's like, but you know me. Yeah, pretty much. His name actually came from uh, his attire because his attire was a calico style. Calico cat, calico jack. He dressed up like a calico. Yeah, Well, uh, the color pattern and stuff like that is like calico. So he never bought new clothes and he just kept putting patches on? I guess. I don't really know how Calico... Are there any pictures or depictions of him? Uh, yeah. He's kind of an ugly dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. But that's true. <laughs> he is kind of an ugly dude. God, one heck of a nose. Yeah. And uh, like, like I just said, um, he, he might have been. He might have been that age. Yeah, maybe. Because in this depiction, I mean, maybe it wasn't in originally in color and somebody colored it in, but it looks like his hair's white. Yeah, he definitely looks older. But I mean, if you look up like artist renditions of him, like later when people, you know. And I'm going to be honest, if this is supposed to be the girl, (laughs) 
she wasn't a real looker either. Oh, I don't see her. <laughs> I think you're wrong on that. <laughs> I don't know if it is or not, but it looks like it might be. Mm. There's a couple of different. I just went on the images and I'm looking at them all. But anyway, oh, okay. yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a, a shorty, but that's a that's Calico Jack, the least successful pirate anyone's heard of. And uh, but he allowed lady pirates on a ship and he might have, but probably didn't create the Jolly Roger flag. <laughs> might have. Probably didn't, might have stolen it, or it was an accident. <laughs> a lot of it was like, a, a lot of this was maybe, but probably not. Because uh, there's there's like conflicting stories. And I typically lean more towards like Wikipedia because they cite multiple sources. But then you have like the museum history of pirates and they're like, no, uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mary Reed was among the crew uh, dressed as a man. I'm like, but how reputable is the Museum of History of Pirates? <laughs> I mean, how, rep- how, how likely is it that any or all of these stories are completely true anyway? Because it's all going to be like word of mouth and what people said according to their version of events. So who knows? From ever from like 300 years ago. Yeah, you're right. But I will say, I feel like this artist's rendition means he's old too, because look how big this sucker's ears and nose are in this picture. You know, those keep Which growing. Picture? The one in, on Wikipedia. You know, those keep growing oh, yeah. your whole life. He Dude's got a big old nose and ears. Yeah, true. But those brows are on point. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had brows <laughs> like that. I gotta, I gotta color mine in. Oh, that good job. Very interesting. Thanks. Was it? Uh, I would say yes, just for the reference for Pirates of the Caribbean that he was based off of. Because, I mean, if nothing else, that was pretty interesting. But yeah, I kind of got that vibe too. I um I relate more with Calico Jack than I do with Blackbeard. So that's fair. <laughs> he he seemed a lot like me. Like I wouldn't be a successful pirate, but I would be a pirate if I could. So I mean. Worst worst thing is to to not go with where your heart belongs. So he obviously knew he was supposed to be a pirate. Whether he was a good one or not didn't matter. Fair enough. So good for him. Whether he actually invented the Jolly Ranger or not, what whatever, it's it's fine. We know we still know him. We still know him. It's fine. <laughs> Jolly Ranger. Jolly, it's Jolly Roger. Roger yeah. Uh, now I want to say, do it, uh, Jolly. Is Jolly Ranger, is that a candy? No, Jolly, that's Jolly Rancher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going all around the world today. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, uh, next next pirate theme is not going to be a pirate. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's a piratey legend. So buckle up for that. I'm moving on from pirates and we're going on to like spooky stuff. But uh, yeah. I just had to get Calico Jack out there because I was like, I relate to this guy. <laughs> he tried so, so much. hard, even if he wasn't good. He really it. did. Well, good so job. Good job me. Um, I appreciated it. Oh yeah, thank you, Kelsey. Hundredth episode. Yeah, our hundredth episode is coming up. We're gonna do something a little bit special. If you didn't listen to the end of last week's episode, 
We mentioned that we're going to do a Q&A episode where you can send in your questions for us to answer. Send in whatever you want to know about us, uh, as long as it's not inappropriate. Which, I mean, I'll probably answer anyway. Samantha won't. No. Uh, we'll just skip over it. But uh, yeah, send those in. You can send them into our email. It's uh, at reapergals at reapertales.com. Or you can message Samantha on the social media. Yep. Reaper Tales podcast, Instagram and Facebook. Or you can comment, or you can always comment on one of the posts as well. That's fine. Whatever, whatever works for you. Whatever's best. We'll compile those questions and we'll make you guys an episode just about Q and A's. And also, if you have any uh, requests for that hundredth episode, like what cases do you want us to cover? Because right now we might possibly do the one thing that we've been all waiting on Montana to give permission to do. And that's Bigfoot. Uh, 100th episode, it might be your pal Bigfoot. So buckle up for that. I get, We're going to do it. I don't know why I'm being coy. But we're going to cover Bigfoot for the 100th episode. I've had people ask that I know that follow the, the show. And they've asked, when are you going to cover Bigfoot? I'm like, I'm waiting for permission. We are recording multiple episodes in one day. So um, the previous episode, I mentioned it. I'll mention it again. Leave us a written review and you'll get a shout out. We'll be checking those. And so the next time we record, we'll see if there are any new ones. And if so, you'll get a shout out. And uh, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us get found by other people that might appreciate the podcast as well. So sure does. And if you don't want to get a shout out, you better warn me. That's all I can say. Yeah, I'm not looking at the reviews. Uh, Samantha will, though. I have to protect my mental health and um, I can I can clean them out first and just give you the good ones. But I mean, we're right. only going to have good ones anyway. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Don't forget to like, rate, review, subscribe, all the other things. But worded reviews specifically will get a shout out. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for that in advance. Christmas season is almost upon us. It is, uh, which means we're about to record some Christmassy stuff as soon as we finish this one. Uh, anyways, until next time, we love you. We mean it. Okay, bye. The reaper will come for us all.